After our hiatus, we continue with Yeshayahu chapter 3. For behold, Hashem, Lord of hosts, is removing from Jerusalem, from, from Yehuda. This is Yeshaya prophesizing before the destruction of the temple. He will, God will remove support and anything to rely on, such as every support of bread and every support of water. It's not a nice prophecy. People will not necessarily die of starvation, but they'll have no assurance that their basic needs will be met. Hashem is removing the communal leaders of Israel, every valiant one, man of war, judge and prophet, diviner, one who knows or claims to know the future, and every elder, leaders of 50, which is a military position, an esteemed one, person of status, counselor, a scholar with, with subtlety, an insightful expositor, someone who could explain ideas calmly, etc., these leaders are all necessary for a functioning society. And rather, I will put children as their princes. Youngsters will take over the government, and pranksters will govern them. The people will be oppressed, each man by another, and each man by his neighbor. Everyone will push each other around. The lad will domineer over the elder, and the base over the honorable. Gosh, is this a curse, or is this reality? Or maybe it's a cursedful reality. For in addition, a man will take hold of his brother of his father's house, someone who he knows, etc. And he will say, you have attire, you are wearing fine clothes, so be our ruler. And this debacle will be under his hand. In other words, try to save our society, but this Schmendrick won't know what he's doing. The person will on that day take an oath to raise his voice, saying, I will not be a ruler because I am unable and my house there is neither bread nor attire, since I have nothing. In other words, a person will have low self-esteem. He won't be able to do it. Um, in other words, you th the, the one person thinks the guy is deserving of leadership, the other guy will not want to take the leadership. You will not place me as a ruler of people. Do not appoint me as a communal official. For Jerusalem stumbled and Judah fell because their speech and their actions are against Hashem. All their deeds and statements with regards to Hashem are only to defy the eyes of the glory to anger him. The expression of their, on their faces speak against them. One can see from their facial expression that they're indifferent to improvement. And they recount their sin like Sodom without dissembling. They're not ashamed of their transgressions. Woe to their soul, for they brought this evil onto themselves. In some say of the righteous that they are good, for they will eat the fruit of their actions. Woe to the wicked for his evil, for the restitution of their hands will be done. In this situation, people are dragged along and find no leadership. My people's oppressors, oppressive leaders, are infantile. And um, people who are not able to rule will rule over them. My people, your leaders, will mislead you in the way of your paths they have corrupted and destroyed. Hashem is poised to dispute and stand to judge the people. The Lord will enter into judgment with the elders of his people and its princes, to whom he will say the following, You devoured the entire vineyard. You will not give from it the designated gifts from, for the poor and the Levites. Furthermore, in other words, you won't be deserving of giving gifts. The plunder of the poor is in your houses. What have you that you oppress my people Israel and grind the face of the poor into the ground? So says Hashem. So that's pretty uh, critique of the ruling authorities. And now the prophet Yeshaya also reproves the behavior of private individuals. 
He starts off with a young woman. Hashem said, because the daughters of Zion are haughty, they try to appear tall. Um, interesting, it's similar to the modern style of wearing high heels. These women seek to make themselves taller by walking in a particular manner. And they walk with outstretched necks and painted eyes, and they wink at people. Their eyes look in all directions, survey their surroundings as though they're trying to say to everyone, look at us. Now, he's not talking about people who are trying to have affairs, etc., but he's rather talking, he's critiquing a superficial society, um, everyone competing who can be prettier. They walk with a mincing gait, with small dancing steps to arouse men. They strut their feet. Since these girls pride themselves on their pretty hair, Hashem will afflict the head of the daughters of Zion with scabs, and the Lord will bear their private parts. Loss. Again, this is not easy stuff to write, definitely, de- definitely not easy stuff to read, but we're staying true to the text. On that day of punishment, Hashem will remove the splendor of their ankles, the bonnets, clothes, or decorations worn over their These are various ornaments they wore at the time that was in fashion, and earrings, etc. The necklaces, the bracelets, the veils, the hats, the armlets, things that covered the entire arm, the sashes, the threads for tying the hair, the lingerie, and the amulets, um, the rings, the nose rings, the robes, the shawls, the kerchiefs, the purses, the small hand mirrors, the belts, the linens, the turbans, the decorative scarves, nothing will remain from their feminine ornaments. It will be that instead of perfume, there will be rot, instead of a belt, a wound. And instead of curls or styled hair, there'll be boldness. Instead of ornament belt, a sackcloth belt. For this will be what they deserve instead of beauty. On a different note, your dead Zion will fall by the sword and your mighty will fail in war. The dwellers of its gate of Zion will lament the morn and it will be emptied. And Zion will sit on the ground in humiliation. So as you can see, this is quite a... um, hectic uh, critique, which he continues into the next chapter, as we'll see in chapter four.